This is a podcast. I hate men's clothes. Okay. I'll no longer be wearing them. <laughs> I, it makes sense now why you're wearing a little camisole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little or the better. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, here's what I hate about men's clothes. The why? Who decided that a, a fancy shirt or a dress shirt for men should not have a pocket on the peck? Really? Yeah, it's happened to me twice now because you know when you buy like a like you know buttoned a dress yeah, yeah. shirt, whatever you call them, uh, they're like folded up with the pins. You know, uh-huh. you can't really see it. It's just like, oh, I like this color. Here's right. the size. Let me buy it. And then I get home, and I still like the look of it. I'm not going to take it back over this, but it has no pocket for the sunglasses or the. Mm. See, I have all of my dress shirts designed for me by designers. I don't actually buy them at stores. That's what I'm doing uh, wrong. Here's, I, I'm actually going to go the other way. I think I would rather have a shirt with no pockets than one with two pockets. I think the ones with two pockets look ridiculous. I agree. I'm sorry, <laughs> I honestly, I honestly didn't see. It. Though, the, though I am currently wearing one, I, I agree with that. But that's like it's this is the, a short sleeve shirt, though. I think that I think, that okay. That's true. I also that's don't true. like. Button. It looks I don't like, like you have flaps nipples. on pop. I do have nipples actually oh, okay. under the shirt. <laughs> I don't like the flaps on the pocket either. But it's mm. I give it a pass. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. short sleeve, yeah. you know, casual shirt. Yeah, that's different. They're not functional pockets, right? Correct. I they're, mean, they they're could, the cargo they, shorts right. of exactly. Of, exactly. Uh, this is a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what's what's dressy about not having a pocket? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, do you do you find yourself using the pocket? Sunglasses. Sunglasses. You're walking in from the parking lot of whatever, you take off the sunglasses, they go in the shirt pocket. I feel like they really like bulge out in the pocket. You don't feel that like? way? They make me look bosomy. <laughs> but you know single bill. Yeah. You look you look make you look mastectomy ish. I'm Nancy Reagan esque. See I put them on my head. No, I see I that's what I do like with this shirt, because the yeah. or or if I don't have the thing. Yeah. Unless I'm going on a roller coaster or something, they're pretty safe up there. I, I work at a carnival, mm. so that's just an explains it. You're the person who guesses the weight and the gender and all that. Yeah, I always fail. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. You know what, though? Here's what I hate most about men's dress shirts. Okay. I've lived my whole life small, medium, large... Then we in some of the dress shirts they have these numbers on them. That oh, I are love like, the numbers. You love the numbers because it's I more specific. I have no idea. I have no idea what my numbers are. Well, you know, I just get measured once. I guess I mean, we're not. Well, growing. I did. Like we. Hopefully, we're not growing. <laughs> we, when I got a suit, I got measured, but I don't remember like what my. Well, neck no, that's size. different. It's like neck size yeah, it's and neck all that and, stuff. It's neck like, and arm. See, I think it's better because if you know, like, okay, I'm an XL shirt, and then you right. go, like, you buy a shirt from Macy's and a shirt from Old Navy, and, and right. one's, like, tight, and one's, like, okay. you look like Sinbad, there's too much variation, whereas if I you I just go, want to look like Sinbad all the time. <laughs> right. Bright purple. Yeah. Satiny. Three sizes too big. Yeah. If you go with the specific to the neck and the arm, they've done the okay. torso math, and, and it should be better. Okay. Here's what I don't like. So I, I need feel... to just figure out my number and like put yeah. it in my phone so yeah. I can just okay. Next time you're like out of town, just go mm. into some store and ask to be measured. And then you won't be embarrassed mm. going back there. Okay. Um, here's the other thing I don't like. As a as a generality, Americans are getting bigger, right? Yeah. I mean when you go to Fenway Bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> you sit in like the, the, the nineteen ten seats at Fenway or whatever, mm. they're like tiny or when you look at old buildings, the doorways are very narrow, you know, now things are much bigger and stuff. But so Americans are getting bigger, and yet when I go to the store and I'm looking at clothes, 
the majority, like an overwhelming percent of things are either like uh, skinny jeans or like slim fit or fitted shirts or all these things that imply like body hugging. When mm-hmm. I don't think Americans generally are having bodies that you'd want to hug. I think... <laughs> I think the idea of those is they're intentionally excluding... It's like the whole Abercrombie thing, how they don't want fat people to wear their clothes or whatever, right? Like, they they won't make sizes past a certain point. So I should stop shopping at skinny hipster places (laughs) like I do? And, I mean, I don't know. I I had this conversation with Amanda about it, and I don't really get it because I don't feel like... Aside from the shirts that, that... like, say the name of the company on the front. If I see someone wearing clothes, I'm not like, oh, that's an Abercrombie shirt right. or whatever. Like, who really but knows? Maybe we're too old or something. You think, I mean, back in the day. I'm like, when oh, they, that's a Van well, Heusen shirt you're wearing. Right. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Nobody knows those right. things. Like, we had Stussy and Massimo and No Fear or whatever Ping. on the shirts. Right. Your arm says pink. Right. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, I thought you were pointing to something in the corner. No, it's pointing. Um, the inside of my shirt says "Old Navy" or something. Probably, but yeah, I mean, like that whole thing. If I if there's some huge person wearing a shirt, and there's no word on it that's easily visible that says right Aero Postal or whatever, like who well, the hell and knows? and you don't like something because of the brand name. You like you go, oh, I. That's a nice blue polo shirt. I want to buy a blue, blue, blue polo shirt, but I don't necessarily right. need to go to the exact same store. And Here's the other thing. Since so many Americans are getting bigger, why would you intentionally eliminate a large percentage of the market? That was a good pun, by the way. Thank you. But yes. No, I know. Is the, is the assumption that larger people don't have money? Maybe. Or they only shop at Sears? I don't know. I don't know. And there's such a swing. Sears, God. <laughs> I needed uh, I needed khaki pants, so I went online to the Gap, and I couldn't tell, you know, I hate shopping, so I mean, I could have gone to the store, but I couldn't tell the different fits, so I had to buy like three pairs of khaki pants, and then try them on, and then take two back. Because the regular fit, or, or relaxed fit, or straight fit, Wait, or right. whatever, like... You bought them all? Mm-hmm. You didn't try them on? No, it was online. Oh. I'm not a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll tell well, you, I can close online. That's uh... the ones that were relaxed fit or whatever mm-hmm. was like the next size up. I mean, they were. Mm. It wasn't like it wasn't like the waist was fine and the legs were a little baggier. They were like huge. Mm. Like there's such a swing in the same waist length combo. Yeah, clothes is annoying. I look forward to the day. Clothes is annoying <laughs> <laughs> when we all when in the future and we all just wear silver yeah. jumpsuits that or, would be or nice. Starfleet uniforms or whatever. It would be better if the girdles was a little more revealing. Baywatch you know, swimsuits? Right. Like, we don't want the... Or they have, like, the silvery a silvery dress or something, you know, for yeah. summer or whatever. Right. It'd be really hot in that silvery jumpsuit in the summer. I bet it's, I bet it's like, the reflective material. Mm, so it keeps us cool. Like those blankets like, they give okay. runners or whatever. Gotcha. Something. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyways, I hate clothes. Uh, you're going to love me, though. Because I usually do. Today, actually, this was brought about by the um, postponement or the pushing back of the podcast time. Originally, I thought I was coming over around four instead mm, of five. Yeah. So I was running around doing errands, and then I got your text, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just kind of like... Oh, were you like on your way here? Not or? exactly, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go here and here and then go. Sorry. It's okay. It actually turned out better. I was running right. errands, which took longer. I was... I was, like, kind of cruising around, being like, oh, I'll take the long way, or whatever, and and I was driving down 51st Street, 
and there was a dog in the middle of the road. So I pulled over, and I called the dog, and she came right over. Really well-behaved dog. I grabbed the tag and looked. Sadie was her name. Uh, I had a dog named Sadie. I know, that's why I thought you'd especially like it. Was it my dog? Uh, It was not. There were were two phone numbers on it. And so I went in my trunk, and I had a leash in there. So Mm -hmm. it was great. I was just, you know. You were prepared. Yeah. You're like a dog catcher. Um, And so I called the first number, and it was one of those voice messages where... It's just like the automated thing, and it didn't even, they didn't even put a name there, so it was just like, whatever. So I called and left a message, and then there was a second number, and I called that one, and uh, then I was like, well, I I left messages at both, and then I I was like, well, they kind of look like maybe it came from this house, so I was going to walk towards this house and, and knock on the door and see if they knew who the dog belonged to. And I get a call from the first guy, and first phone number, and he's like, oh, you found my dog, that's so great, uh, I live in West Sac, but my girlfriend was watching him, and I was like, well, is the house anywhere around here? Uh, it, it was weird. Like, he doesn't he know where his girlfriend lives? It was weird. And then all of a sudden, while I'm on the phone with him, the girlfriend comes out of the house, the house mm-hmm. that I was going to go knock on the door of. And so she gets the dog, and it's all taken care of, and they're thankful. And it was just nice, you know, because... How thankful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that's happened with, with our dogs before and it's a terrible feeling, you know, when you don't know where your dog is and, um, so so when it happened to your dogs, you just, you got a call from a stranger that's like, yeah, there were, well, when our house got burglarized a number of years ago in Oak Grove, um, maybe we didn't have a phone number on there or something, but, um, or they called an old number. We eventually found out through they. It was at the. They took it to uh, the local vet hospital, and that's how we found out. But when we were in, when we were in our current neighborhood, uh, it must have been Mookie that got out and just kind of bolted because Blue wouldn't do that. That's a Mookie move. Mm-hmm. And he was a few blocks down, and they called us, and I came over and picked him up. So labs are good about that because when I had a lab, and when she would get out like once or twice, she would just. Go in the front yard and like bark, and you look out the window and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, but yeah, they're good. They don't. They like you. They want to be with you. Right. Well, I thought Mookie did too, but he was just like, "I'm going to explore." Yeah. For most dogs, I think the the thrill of the unknown outweighs Mm -hmm. their love for you. But I think with labs, (laughs) yeah, labs are pretty. They're more loyal, dedicated. So, so you got a chance to be a good citizen, and it's partially thankful thanks to you. Postpone, you know, like so maybe the girlfriend should have shown some (laughs) thankfulness. I give your On email me. address. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I want to get to this thing that I that I wanted to get okay. to like two months ago in yeah. the last podcast that didn't. Um, Anticipation just makes yeah. it sweeter. A long time ago, we talked about the greatest music video of all time, November Rain. Correct. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, what's the whole deal with the story of it? And I you mean, like, when the snipers appear and whatever? <laughs> I've solved the... Or I've figured out the solution or oh. encountered the solution to the problem. Did so, this involve talking to Axl Rose at all? It, no. Okay. Um, it did involve some, some heavy research and heavy petting, but mostly research. Um, so, it... At the end, it says that it's based on this short story, right? right. So, I looked into that a little bit. And here's, here's, the, here's the big clue. Is that in the casket scene, uh-huh. there is a mirror 
that's that's like covering halfway through her face. Okay. Which I guess if you're not looking for it, you don't really see. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. And that's the clue because they do that in open caskets for people that have suffered a major head injury. Oh. Because like if their face is blown off, you want to at least be able to see the good part. Right. So in the short story, uh, Without You by Del James, uh, <laughs> which the song was based on, the main character's girlfriend commits suicide. So I think the assumption is that Stephanie Seymour shot herself in the head. Um, probably a little while into the marriage, not actually on the wedding day. Not while they're diving over the Which cake is poor storytelling. Right, yeah. But maybe they just thought the video was going to be too long as it is. Because it looks like it happens on the day at the right. reception and everything. Still, you could have her at least, like, look at Axel and kind of frown or something. Right, have, and like, then, you know, ten seconds where she's doing that, yeah. she's depressed, maybe she's doing drugs or something. Right. And then a shot of a firearm. Right. And then you get it. Right. Yeah, there's it's bad storytelling. Maybe maybe that was maybe that was something they wanted to include. We need to see the was, deleted. It scenes. was panned. It was uh, you know removed. Maybe right. the at the time that would be too provocative or emotional. Or... Oh, okay. Because I'm and now, I thought maybe they'd already written the song, you know, and they had like this compressed time limit. Well, I'm thinking like the old Aerosmith song "Jenny's Got a Gun." Mm-hmm. Do or do they, they ever played on MTV? Jenny's got a do they ever actually show a gun? I can't remember the video. I feel like maybe back then that was something that was not uh, yeah. couth, perhaps. Well, certainly after you know Columbine or some some event involving gun violence, that I'm sure it would, if it had been couth before, I'm sure it wasn't after. Well, I remember there's also the uh, what's his name Everlast. Remember that guy? Yeah. The lead singer of House of Pain? Yeah. He had that song, and there it's still on the radio every so often. And there's a part where it's like, it's one line, and they, they squib like three parts in the same line. One of them's like, the word gun, or like the type of gun he uses or something. I'm like, really? Right. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't... So maybe that's, maybe, maybe that mirror thing is just to like wink at the people in the know that oh, this is what happened, but for the rest of us, we're kind of confused about but it. But the mirror is not made obvious. It's not. Because I've seen the video many times, and, and I this is the first time hearing of this mirror. Yeah, and I had to like Google it and Google it's like, like November rain, casket mirror or something. Yeah. And it's like pause the video. Yeah. So suicide. That's the, yeah, it was not a sniper attack during the no. wedding reception. It was not uh, a knife slitting her throat after diving through the cake and the right. oh, and that's right. flying through the air. Is that one of our theories? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Still, poor storytelling. Indeed. I hope poor. they do a director's... You know, that's for all the all the flack that George Lucas gets for redoing Star Wars every three years. That's something they should go back and, and Indeed. clean up. Maybe they do have. If they had a director's cut November Rain, <laughs> how much would you pay for it? Like, $2? I mean, I wouldn't pay a lot. <laughs> you download it on iTunes for $2? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that's commitment right there. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have a couple golf things to talk about. Oh, I have not played golf in months and months, but I really miss it. Uh, just kind of on a lark about a week or so ago, uh, I went golfing with my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and I got an eagle. Ah, congrats. Thank you. It was kind of unexpected. Is this the first time you It is the first uh-huh. time. Um, it was at Land Park, mm-hmm. and I had double boogied the first hole, 
which is a par three. Yeah. Uh, I also double bogeyed the next par three and the next hole. So after, even after getting an eagle, I was two over after three <laughs> holes, which is a little embarrassing. Uh, and then, yeah, just tee shot, and then... But still, when you say, I got an eagle, no one says, and what was your final score? Like, right. the eagle is the story. Right. I actually did decent after that. I, I, after, I think after the third hole, everything else was a par or a, or a bogey. Um, so it was on a par four? It was on a par four. For, uh, I was like, second shot was about 130 yards out, and eight iron... And I hit it, and it landed, and, I, and all of a sudden I was like, uh, I don't see it anymore. Mm, and, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. the green is sloping away from you, right. and so it just slopes out of sight. Um, and so my brother-in-law was like, I don't, he started to walk up there, he's like, I don't see it either. And then he just sprinted. He's like, I'm going to go check it out. And he gets close enough, and he was like, it's in. And that's that's it awesome. Was but, you know, deep. 130 yards out, and, and, you, and you drain it, that's a hole in one. I mean, there there are many it's the, par threes that are yeah. that or less, right? And that's basically yeah, it's just too bad you can't call it that, right? But that's impressive. But I mean, it, that's it, more impressive than like you drove a, a green on a short par four and then puttered in or something, right. you know? I think yeah, that, I mean, it's definitely the longest shot I've ever made, and it's more impressive than ways. chipping in because that I mean that happens right. fairly more often because right. you're closer and whatnot. I mean, that's from that far out, you don't know. Where it's landing, how it's how the green's sloping. It's and basically whatnot. blind luck, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, you know, that's what makes it. You get, a, you, you get enough shots in your lifetime, and eventually one of those is going to go in. You know, getting a straight flush in poker is blind luck. That's but, true. You know, but it's impressive. You know, now that you say that, just as a little sidebar, I, I want to do a poker game soon. Yeah, it's we been need too to. Long. It's, I thought we talked about it a few months ago. Like Amanda was going out of town or something, and it never happened. Yeah, maybe. Anyways. Uh, we can plan it off the air. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. But I agree, um, and I think I, I'm Phil hopeful. Would love it. I'm hopeful that the eagle will like the next like from here on out when I play that it'll somehow imbue me with more confidence or something like that. Yeah, not that I'm like gonna get an eagle maybe ever again in my life, but and now if you meet Don Henley, I have something to talk about. <laughs> You're like, I'm an eagle too. <laughs> well, I was already an eagle scout, oh, so you know. Nerd alert. <clears throat> okay, uh, here's the other golf thing. Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Tournament. Tahoe Celebrity Are you tournament? going? I think I might go up for a day, yeah. Because in the past, we've talked about it, and I've always kind of been busy or haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm potentially up for it this year if are you, you are interested. Okay. I will secure you a ticket. That would be awesome. Um, uh, obviously, I'm, Again, we'll I'm make plans to go with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing to talk about. Okay. Is Arrested Development. Yes. It is far past time. Um, should I tell my version of the story first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm so, sure yours is more exciting. Well. Is this of all your trials to watch Kind it? of. Okay, yeah. So we went to Bodega Bay with our friends, and on like the day before we left... There were going to be three couples, and one couple had to back out because they were the wife was due to give birth like any day, and That's so her no excuse. Well, <laughs> her her doctor was like, "I advise against you going," and so you know, yeah, it was their first baby, and everything. So, so it was just four of us, and uh, one of the guys had Apple TV, which is awesome. Like, I never really looked into yeah. to it or anything, especially because I have a Xbox and I can do a lot of that stuff with the Xbox. But for hundred bucks, it's pretty awesome. 
It'll like stream. And it just allows you to connect yeah, to the internet. It, or it'll it'll do like Netflix and if you if you have the subscription, right? That's yeah. Netflix, HBO Go, uh, the MLB package, a whole bunch of other like access to the internet. So like YouTube videos, and you can I think you can download like rent movies off it and stuff. Hmm. Pretty cool. And, and there's no subscription. You know, it's just a thing you buy for hundred bucks. And right. It's like a small. It'd be really good for vacation. Yeah. Even if you didn't want, like, you need it at your house, it'd be really good if you traveled a lot. Right. Yeah. Fortunately, that place has Wi-Fi, so we were able to, you know. Oh, right. Um, so, anyway, uh, midnight release. Mm-hmm. We were up late. I am not a late night person anyway, so I was just kind of, like, struggling. But we were, you know, we got the energy and it started and, and we were, you know, sat down and prepared for it. And we watched, I think, three episodes the first night and then we got really tired. And we were... We were a little underwhelmed by it because it was just so different from what we were used to. Right. Um, so we went to bed. I got up first the next morning. Surprise, surprise. Right. <laughs> um, and around eight thirty, I was still the only person up. The power goes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did not come back on until like eight o'clock at night. Wow. So that whole day when now, we were planning on just sitting in and like... Well, I was going to say, you crazy were... Crazy marathoning. You were well, on vacation, but was your plan to just sit there and watch... We were going to play it by ear, like just to see, you know, how... What the what the feel of the room was in So you are basically going to go. watch it until the wives forced you to... Yeah, I mean, we had no... We had no other plans for that day. So we ended up playing some games, went down to the beach. It was actually really nice and sunny on the beach, so it, that turned out to be really fun. But so it forced you to take advantage of <laughs> where you were on vacation yeah. and things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably for the best. Probably. But it meant that we only watched like six or seven episodes with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when obviously the point was to watch the whole so thing. So you expected to watch the whole thing yeah, and yeah. then you watched half there well, and We half expected to watch them all at least once, right? To like watch them all once and then maybe have them in the, going on in the background and, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, but so like I st- we still haven't really delved into it with with anyone else. Like I've only watched it with Amanda, except for those first few episodes. And in those in many of the first few episodes, it's just laying groundwork for everything else. Right. Right. There's so many things that are mentioned that you're like, okay, knowing what I know about the show, there's going to be something with that later, but. It's, you know... Even that, I, I... It took me a few episodes to realize that when some random thing happened that I didn't get, that, that I should... That I'll see that in a future right. episode come back or whatever. Right. I don't know why I wasn't... I wasn't looking for that. I guess I should have been. And for me, the first few episodes, because I was so tired, like... I remember the first... The the George Sr. one where he... The first one where he's uh, doing the... the executive trainings in the desert and everything i I was like out of it for half of that kind of and i was like what's with the girl who's just have subtitles and like you know i wasn't really tracking that because i was so out of it but um so anyway wasn't she the nerdy girl from 24 yeah Yeah. chloe o'brien yeah uh so we watched the rest of it i've since re-watched all of them again and my take on it is um like the show, it's like the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. It's much better upon rewatching. You know, the first time I watched Arrested Development, I was kind of like, all right, like at least the first few episodes. But it's so much better with the rewatchings because you get those references early on. And you get 
just how in-depth so many of the jokes are. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first time you watch it... Or the foreshadowing s- that you didn't right. get the first time. Right. But yeah. Um, and, and, you know, with the original three seasons, sometimes I'll still watch something and get something new. So, obviously, having only watched it twice, there's still a lot of, like, meat in there to, to still get to. So you... You think it's it was like on par with the old ones, or I am fully supportive of it because it's it's not the same as the other ones, but it had limitations, right? It they didn't they only had the entire cast together for two scenes, mm-hmm. and really only I think I, I was watching this interview with Mitch Hurwitz, the creator, and he said they really only had the whole cast together for a day. Wow, and that's where they shot the. The state, the police station scene, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting what he said about it. He said basically they scripted it like uh, like a play, and they shot it over and over again, and everyone just did the same thing over and over again. And if they were the main characters, they would speak louder, and if they were minor care, if they weren't the major characters in that sh- in that episode, they would speak more softly. But they would just redo the same exact thing over and over again in order to be able to capture the same thing from all those different angles. Interesting. Um, Versus just like shooting it once from with several different cameras right. and using the right. editing or whatever. Um, and then the other scene where they're all there is in the penthouse, mm-hmm. where I really like that because it's like exposition as you go through the ser- the the season. Because the beginning is just a couple of them, and then later you find out that. Anne is there also, and then at the end you find out that it's actually George Michael's going away party, and that what was supposed to be this thing for him has really been co-opted by everybody else in the family, which is like Mm -hmm. the trademark of that family, that they, you know, are so self-centered. Right. Um, So it's good. There's there's certainly, there's one episode to me that stands out as the best. Okay. And that's the Job episode. The one... Is that with the, where he's in love with... Yeah, we're in Stiller and no, no. Actually, maybe oh. both. Maybe both Joe episodes. Then it's the first one, the one where he is going to marry Anne, and d- he, does he sleeps the, with Anne, and then he does the like he does the resurrection the trick. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that one, but dude, the other one is really great too. The whole same thing where yeah. they like wear masks of themselves, of each other, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, I wanted to like the Tobias ones more. Um, I didn't really love the whole Fantastic Four, the, yeah, the no. Maria Bamford stuff. Is that who it was? Who's that? The, the girl? The, the junkie Debris? girl? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what her name is, but yeah. I figured she was one of those comedians that you... No, like, I know. Who does roasts and stuff. Is, I don't know. I didn't okay. recognize her. Okay. So... Your thoughts. I was underwhelmed. And I was... Now, how did you watch it? Do you have Netflix mm-hmm. Instant? I actually ordered Netflix Instant just to watch it. That's excellent. Yeah. And so the first the first episode I thought was horrible. The one the whole thing with the the voting Michael out of the dorm and like the back and forth and that it was it was too long. And I feel like it suffer. I feel like if they were still trying to do a you know twenty two minute episode well, of network television, it would have been tighter. Right. But they have this this. Sky's the limit, you know, 35, 40 minute uh-huh. thing. You know, that's a good point. When you, when you rent a, a DVD of a comedy, like Hangover or Bridesmaids or something, usually when you put it in, it's like, do you want theater version or unrated director's cut right. version? And I always go theater version because when I've done the other ones, what they added in didn't make it funnier or yeah. better. It made it longer, you know. Right. And that's stuff. a good point. 
Um, so I w- so the first one I thought was horrible, and then the second one was like, man. Do you remember who the second one is? It might have been the the tents in the desert. Okay. Exact thing. And then like around four or five or six, like then they I started liking them more. And then they were getting funnier and more like the the plot the you know plot starts in the first part of the episode and kind of comes full circle by the end and whatnot. And then they just got hit and miss and and. Did you like the whole fake block thing? I thought that was really brilliant. By the end, when when the when the truth of fake block comes out, oh, that was just the metronome <laughs> thing. I that was yeah. awesome. I mean, I they really... were they were funny, but they weren't as. I felt like it was a really good long con, and yeah. I appreciated that about it. Yeah, I mean, now maybe I need to go back and watch them a second time. Do you think maybe we could watch one when we're done here? It's possible. I'll tell you that we can only watch it in uh, our bedroom. We <laughs> oh, yeah. Not only did I subscribe to Netflix, I bought a, Blu- a Blu-ray player to be able to... Because hey. I can't watch things on the TV. I mean, on the computer, long no, term. No, no, no. I can watch like a YouTube of a minute and a right, half, whatever, right. but I can't sit here... Like, make Unless my... it's porn. <laughs> I only need a minute and a half. And, um, it, it makes my eyes hurt, you know. So I was like, well, I gotta watch it on TV somehow. And so I went to Costco and got the Blu-ray player they had. And how much does a Blu-ray player cost? Like seventy dollars. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. God, when they first came out, they were like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I didn't realize they were so inexpensive. It happens with everything. Yeah. The first DVD player I bought at Tower Records in like nineteen ninety-eight <laughs> or something, and it was like two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. And now you get a Target for ten bucks. Yeah. Okay. So I was, it's, it I, to me it wasn't uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull bad, but I definitely walked away with that, uh, like we waited five years or whatever, and, and this, like I feel like, and now I get the, I get it was hard to bring the cast together, I'm sure they were paying them less money or something, and you know, and they're all doing other things now, and so I get those limitations, but I just feel like they could have worked on it more. Like, wait another year and work on the script more, or get it a little I, tighter. You I know. think... Um, my biggest disappointment was the end, like how abrupt the ending yes. was. But apparently, when you look at it through the prism of this season is, a, is apparently a setup to the movie. Right. So this is like the bridge to get us from seasons one through three to the final product the you know the which i would still the final ultimate holy grail i'd still be looking forward to a movie because i feel like they would have to make things a little tighter and quicker and you know sure hour and a half whatever uh movie comedy runtime is but i don't know i was disappointed and uh, yeah i didn't get the abrupt ending was it is that was it some sort of reference or anything? I mean, he punches him in the face and, like, that's it, right? Yeah. It's done. I, I mean, I guess I guess it's just supposed to be... The fact that it's so different from the ending to everything else, right? I mean, they did have... Did you keep watching for the... Uh, the there was a little post scene after. Yes. The first yes. time I watched it, I, I was just like, oh, that's it. So, and then I waited and saw that other part, too, with... Ron Howard and... What I noticed was, at the end of the last one, after the punch, the credits were like movie credits. Like, like mm-hmm. scrolling up instead of just, like, flashing on and off. And, and it was so, a song. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to be, like, that's the end of the movie that Michael was getting the rights to make or something. Like, uh, like maybe it was a movie within a movie type ending, gotcha. but then it wasn't. It was just at the very end they did the on the next... Right. Arrested Development thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of that ending, is, and kind of the theme of the whole season, 
is that in seasons one through three, it was always about Michael, mainly Michael, but also George Michael, are the the harbor in the maelstrom of the family, right? They're the rock. They're the people that are above it all, mm-hmm. keeping the family together, doing what's right. And in this season, they're not that at all. Right. Especially Michael. Right. And so that's I, I set think up that's the kind first... of the, the end of this is that, I mean, because I guess George Michael's punched Job in, in a previous season, right? Right. So the fact that it came to this moment, I think that's the idea is that it's like, Wow, we've got... I mean, maybe it's also the cliffhanger for the movie or something, but there's also the death of... Or supposed death of Lucille, too, right? Mm, yeah. Which is weird. Right. That, that's totally kind of open. I, I mean, if this is it, if there is no movie, then I'll be much more disappointed, but... At the end of the first episode, that's that's the difference in characterization is what I said. It was like, Michael came across desperate and losery and yeah. and lacking yeah. direction. It's like that's not who that character was in the original go round and stuff. He's he's above it all and is smug about it with his family. Right. And that's the Michael that we're used to. Right. Where was the chicken dance? I don't recall seeing a chicken dance in the new batch. There was episodes. there was a point at which one of them was about to do the chicken I think it was I don't remember who it was, but one of them was about to do it and it kinda got snuffed. So I think it was like, a, and I, I get that. I, and I heard an interview on NPR with the creator, and he's like, "We didn't want to just do a greatest hits and whatever." Right. But I mean, everything. Forget me nows on the stair car. I mean, everything was the, uh, the uh, Church of Holy Eternal Rapture yeah, with yeah. the shepherd, the Anne thing, thing or, or reusing flipped over banners for different yeah. reasons. I mean, it was all there was a lot of like callbacks of things. And the but chicken dance. I mean, if there was, was none a, of that, we would have been right. Exactly. I think the other thing. Not and don't get me wrong, I did like it, but my other the, uh, the other choice that was made that I didn't love was the Kristen Wiig and Seth Rogen playing the young version. Yeah, of that felt shoehorned in. Like, yeah. ooh, we've got big names who right. agreed to do something. Let's right. let's push them in. And you know, at the end of season three, when they were like trying to save their asses and stay on the air, mm-hmm. I understood why they had so many guest stars right. and things, but. This didn't need that. Right. It yeah. felt it felt out of place. I would have rather... I mean, because they used to do flashbacks with just George with a toupee on right. or whatever and make right. Lucille look younger. I would have right. rather have seen that. And I liked... I mean, I liked the the content. Like, I liked the whole Grinch thing and the creation of Cinco de Cuatro and mm-hmm. everything. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like that they added the different actors. I, I also needed more Lucille. And more Gene Parmesan. I remember being so <laughs> excited to hear that he was going to be on again, and then I feel like he was underutilized. I, I could have done with more J. Walter Weatherman, actually. Yes, or who, any. Who, who is he in? is in the West Wing? What? J. Walter Weatherman. That's in this, in in He's like in the war room and stuff. In a couple of the episodes I've been watching, J. Walter oh, Weatherman. Oh, yeah, he's like a general or yeah. something. Yeah. West Wing. That's why I'm you enjoy it. You know, this... Josh is still my favorite character. Yeah. I'm 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 I like CJ more than I originally yeah. thought I would. Oh, CJ's CJ's quality. Yeah. This whole rest now of development the ex- stuff's done. Yeah. This whole uh, rest development uh, experience has made me caution myself cuz sometimes like with West Wing, that's a show I'd like to see a TV movie or some sort of like where are they, you know, some sort of continuation of. But now I'm worried that maybe I should just let sleeping dogs lie, you know. Just enjoy 
what was well, it's just I mean, so it's it's just a it's an example for me at least with the Arrested Development. It's a it's a be careful what you wish for thing. I mean, it's the same thing with Indiana Jones or or Star Wars. You're like, oh, they're going to make this thing I loved as a kid. They're going to make a new one. I can't wait. But then it's like, oh, it's you know. It's how not did what you I was feel expecting. Seinfeld on Curb was? That I I. I loved, but I think maybe it's because it was more about the behind the scenes and the actual clips of the of the reunion show you saw were just, you know, the best jokes they could come up with, but right. you weren't sitting through a whole two-hour thing right. or whatever. But yeah, that I loved. So it can be done. It can be done. It's tough when they all look so much older. Yeah. Like, George Michael does not look like a kid anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? Maybe. Maybe I, it looks totally different and her voice yeah. is, like, deep. Uh... Which Maybe his balls dropped. But I think the one who has looked, who has changed the worst is probably Portia de Rossi. Yeah. She, she's, she's, her yeah, face is, is older. Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, of course, you could also add Steve Holt in there, but that's like... Oh my god. That was intentional. I, I had to look it up. That was, that's not really what he looks like. They, they put like a fat suit that. on him? Uh, I don't or, know about the weight, but the hair definitely. Because okay. when... I didn't realize it was him at I didn't, first. I, I didn't either. Like, and then he said you know, something, and I was right. like, oh my god, that right. is Steve Holt. Um, but, oh, the other thing that was so great about the first Job episode was the getaway stuff. <laughs> yeah. When he, the whole entourage that thing. That song was stuck in my head oh, for yeah. weeks. Uh, anyway, back to Steve Holt. Um, in, when, when Steve first, I think it's when he first finds out that Job is his dad. In the old show? In the old, yeah. yeah. He says, that's not going to happen to my hair, is it? <laughs> and so that's part uh, of the joke is that his, his hair is receding kind of in the same way. That's clever. Yeah. I need like a Wikipedia list of the internet callbacks it's, it's from amazing, the original yeah. one that they, like that kind yeah. of stuff. I bet there's an Arrested Development wiki that, that like for each episode it'll tell you like what are foreshadowing references what are oh yeah I'm sure references so yeah so it was it was good but for me it could have been a lot better and I think I think some of it was just it was too long or too stretched out or something well my 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 ideal goal is for us to at least watch one together and maybe that'll re spark some of the flames. It will be good, too. And to, yes. And to hear your explanations of things mm, that maybe yeah. I didn't get, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do that. Yeah, we And will. then uh, in six months or so, we'll podcast again. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right. That's a podcast. That's a podcast.